Hello everybody, my name is James Hill and welcome back to yet another episode of the Talking Bucks podcast. Hey, we're back for another one. I told you guys that I was going to be making more of these, have to get the content out there for the people and we are continuing to do that in today's podcast episodes. I hope everybody is having a great day. If you do enjoy these podcasts, go ahead and leave a review on whatever platform you guys listen to podcasts on. And I thank you for returning for yet another episode. So what are we talking about in this podcast episode today? Well, something big happened. Something pretty darn huge happened with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it's not necessarily good news, right? We are going to be talking about how Rob Gronkowski has retired from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Rob Gronkowski finally made his decision after a very, very lengthy decision-making process, and Gronkowski has chosen to retire from the Bucks. Huge news, right? Huge news, and I've seen the reaction online, on social media, and it has been pretty darn interesting. People have been saying, oh man, the Super Bowl chances, it's ruined, it's over. Some people are somewhat in denial, saying, hey man, he's just going to come right back. Tom Brady did it, and Rob Gronkowski's going to do it too, and all the other uh, reactions you can imagine in between. In my opinion, first things first, I want to thank Rob Gronkowski for everything he did for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the past couple of seasons that he was here. He was a large contributor, not just in the regular season for the Bucs, but also especially in the postseason. He helped the Buccaneers win a Super Bowl in a big, big way. And you know what? He will be missed if this truly is the end, but we'll talk about that in a little bit bit. But yeah, this definitely leaves a question mark at the tight end position for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now. Rob Gronkowski was a huge, huge part of this Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense, both as a receiving option and especially as a run blocking option as well. A lot of people forget how good of a run blocker Rob Gronkowski is for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And now seemingly the Buccaneers will not have that moving forward. So what do they do? Well, right now as it stands, the Buccaneers have Cam Brait. Uh, they also have rookies Kate Otten and Co. Keeft and developmental tight end Cody McElroy as the current options on their roster. I'm going to be making an entirely separate podcast, by the way, talking about what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can do in terms of veteran tight end options and maybe even a trade here or there as well at the tight end position. So we're going to save that discussion for another podcast. But in this one today, we're just going to be kind of talking about some of the guys that they already have on hand, as well as what the Buccaneers are losing with the absence of Rob Gronkowski. And you look at the current group of guys, first guy, Cam Bray. This man is a survivor, I guess is the best way to describe him. He's taken pay cuts the past couple of off seasons. He's always hanging around, right? Cam Brate's always making this roster, always doing a few things here or there the past couple of years. He's been continuously getting pushed down the depth chart, first with the drafting of O.J. Howard, you know, back in the first round of, I believe, 
2017 or 2018, something along those lines. I can't remember off the top of my head, but that pushed Cam Brate a little bit down the depth chart a couple of seasons ago. And then the signing of Rob Gronkowski pushed Cam Brate even further down the depth chart. So now we've come full circle, right? Cam Brate used to be the starter in the early days of Jameis Winston. Then OJ Howard came, then Rob Gronkowski came. And now guess what? He is back to potentially being the full-time starter. So Cam Brate is the ultimate survivor, in my opinion, with O.J. Howard going to the Buffalo Bills and Rob Gronkowski retiring. Cam Bray is immortal. He is always going to find his uh, find himself with a role here in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers move, uh, you know, offense moving forward. So, yeah, he, I think right now, you know, with no recent additions to the position group or anything along those lines, I think it's safe to say that Cam Brate is the favorite to be the starting tight end. If the season started today, Cam Brate would be your tight end number one moving forward. And we already know what's good about Cam Brate, right? He's got great receiving ability. He's you know, not the best blocker in the world, but he can get you through a game with his blocking ability. And all in all, the Buccaneers do like to use him in a different variety of ways. So that's what you're getting from Cameron Brait. Just a longtime solid veteran type of tight end who's got some pretty good possession skill abilities as well as a little bit of some blocking abilities. Again, both of those categories, not as good as Rob Gronkowski, but Cam Brait can get the job done if he needs to be the starter. After that, you have a couple of rookies in Co'Keefe and Cade Otten. And let's talk about Cade Otten first, because there has been a lot of buzz about Cade Otten after the retirement of Rob Gronkowski from some Bucks fans. A lot of people feel that this is the chance for Cade Otten to really blow up and explode in his rookie season and make a big impact and be really a sleeper for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. And you know what? It is understandable to see why. Cade Otten's got fantastic size, six foot five, 250 pounds. He's an all-around balanced tight end. In my opinion, he is probably the most balanced tight end that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers currently have on their roster in terms of receiving ability and blocking ability and that blending together there. I think the Kadon is the most well-rounded guy. Where you have a guy like Cam Brate, who's more of a receiver and not as much of a blocker, you have Co Keeft, who is more of a blocker and not as much of a receiver, and you have Cody McElroy, who is still developing in both of those categories. K-Dotton, I think, gives you the most balance, but it is important to note the guy is a fourth-round rookie. He is a fourth-round draft pick. He still has a lot to learn in terms of playing in the NFL, and that isn't, you know, automatically going to disqualify K-Dotton from making an impact in his rookie season in this Buccaneers offense. Not at all. I'm just saying it will take some time for K-Dotton to grow, learn, and develop, and you know, that's, you know, going to be something that will potentially have him not start right away in terms of getting impactful, meaningful snaps in a potential starting capacity for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As I said a moment ago, I would still say Cambrate is the favorite right now. Kate Otten, he's still learning. He's still growing. He still has to pick up the NFL speed caliber of play. And yeah, Kate Otten will be a name, I think, that is going to be worth paying attention to moving forward into this potential training camp battle for starting tight end snaps this offseason, but give him a little bit of time to grow and develop into the position group at first. Similar things can be said with Co Keith. This dude is a blocking machine, but that's basically his specialty. He is kind of the opposite of Cam Brate, whereas Cam Brate is a pretty darn good receiving tight end with some blocking ability. Co Keith is an is a pretty good blocking tight end with some receiving ability. So 
It wouldn't surprise me at all to see Co'Keefe in some two tight end packages as a blocking specialist. That's what I think his role will be in his rookie season. So, you know, it isn't to say that Co'Keefe won't make an impact. He will make an impact, but the way I see it, it's not going to be as a balanced tight end. It's going to be more so as a primary blocker. And again, this dude can block with the best of them. He gets down in the dirt. He gets after it. He is aggressive as can be. He basically reminds me of Ryan Jensen at the tight end position. So, Kokeeft, he will get some meaningful snaps in this offense moving forward, but I don't necessarily believe he's going to be a huge, huge competitor for that tight end one roster, or that tight end one position whenever you compare him against guys like Cam Brate and Cade Otten moving forward. And then finally, you have Cody McElroy. And, you know, look, I like Cody McElroy a lot. I think he is a, you know, good raw athlete who's got some good traits and abilities to his game. But, you know, he definitely has a lot of developing that still needs to be done both as a blocker and as a receiver. I think that he is the clear number four tight end in this competition right now. And, you know, again, I, I don't think he's going to be a guy who will necessarily push super well for a the uh, starting tight end position. I think he may be more of a candidate for the practice squad, a guy you elevate on game day or promote to the active roster in case of an injury. So right now, as it stands, whenever you look at the current group of guys, it's kind of a two-man competition right now between Cam Brate and Kate Otten. And I think that Cam Brate would be considered the heavy favorite right now. I do understand where people are coming from whenever they say, hey, keep your eyes on Kate Otten. He could uh, you know, certainly surprise some people, but I don't think he is there quite yet. I think that Kate Otten still needs some time to grow and develop in this Byron Leftwich style offense, maybe get a little bit more comfortable with Tom Brady catching passes from him. But I will say in terms of the most potential to get some meaningful snaps as the season progresses and things along those lines, I might give the nod to Kate Otten in that instance. But right away, if you're looking for a reliable guy who you already know what you're going to get out of him, I would say that the nod is going to go to Cam Brate at first, and he would be the favorite in the current group of guys to be the tight end one moving forward. But whoever is the tight end one, you know, again, it's going to be really interesting without Rob Gronkowski, man. He was such, such a huge piece of this Buccaneers offense in the red zone on just really multiple drives on offense, you know. I know some people like to make fun of the, you know, clunky way that Rob Gronkowski runs with the football in his hands, but when he was with the Bucks, he did look like prime Gronk in certain situations during certain stretches of play. He looked like the old Gronkowski that everybody knew and loved, and it's going to be tough to replicate that production. We'll see what happens here moving forward, but uh, yeah, this just became very interesting of a question for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as to what the heck is going to happen. And, you know, I'm not going to knock Gronkowski for, oh man, he took so long to make his decision. No, it's entirely up to Rob Gronkowski to make his decision, and I'm fine with the decision that he made. I don't think he took too long. It's a serious decision that you got to make. It's a commitment, you know, a big commitment one way or the other to either retire or not to retire. And Gronkowski took all the time that he felt he needed, and I can't fault the guy for that at all. I might have done a similar thing. So all in all, you know, the Buccaneers are going to have to make do with what they have. They are going to have a few options out there in terms of veteran guys, trade options. Again, I don't want to dive into all that in this podcast episode. I do want to talk about that in a separate episode, but man, oh man, you know, one of 
the positions that a lot of people felt wasn't going to be a question mark has now become a question mark. And you know what? Throw myself into that mix. I genuinely thought that Rob Gronkowski was not going to retire. I thought he was going to come back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I thought that he was, you know, going to stay for one more season with Tom Brady. But I'm not super, super surprised by this retirement because we have seen Rob Gronkowski retire you know, away from Tom Brady before. He did it in his last year in New England. Guess what, folks? Tom Brady was still on the team uh, when Rob Gronkowski retired initially, and a similar thing has happened now. But the one thing I do want to talk about, the one thing I do want to mention, which a lot of people have alluded to online, on social media, all these different types of things, is the talk that Rob Gronkowski's agent Drew Rosenhaus made, which was, hey, I wouldn't be surprised if Rob Gronkowski got a call from Tom Brady and came back later on in the season. Now, that's not a guarantee that Rob Gronkowski is going to come back later in the season, folks. It's just his agent saying it would not surprise him if Rob Gronkowski came back later on in the season. And you know what? That's not a super surprising thing, I guess, in my opinion. You know, that's been the rumor for Rob Gronkowski in the past. Heck, that was the rumor for Rob Gronkowski whenever he retired from the Patriots initially. So for that situation, I'm not going to say it's set in stone that Rob Gronkowski is going to automatically come back and play one more year, or he may come back next season and play one more year, much like what his agent was saying as well. I'm not going to say that's a guarantee, but also Gronk does like to take his time off. He does like to kind of recharge and then maybe give it one more year or something along those lines. So I'm going to say for that rumor, for that situation, that is definitely a wait and see approach. It's not a guarantee that Rob Gronkowski is going to come back. So I wouldn't say that. I think it would be safer to assume that Rob Gronkowski isn't going to come back so you don't get your hopes up, you know? Uh, You can't wait the whole season and just expect, you know, hey, when's Gronk coming back? Because then if he doesn't come back, you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. So right now as it stands, I would make the assumption that Gronkowski isn't going to come back, you know, initially, especially, you know, despite what the his agent is saying, despite what all the rumors and stuff out there is, you know, right now as it stands, look, Gronkowski is retired and that's just the way it is right now. So, you know, you got to move on. You got to look at what your other options are. You got to prepare for a sustained retirement from Gronkowski and the Buccaneers are hopefully looking to do that. They did just free up a little bit of money as well with the release of Bradley Pinion. That was pretty much writing on the wall whenever the Buccaneers drafted Jake Camarda out of Georgia in the fourth round of this most recent 2022 NFL draft. I have talked about that online on social media. Again, Bradley Pinion, you know, he's he uh, worked through some injuries last year. He wasn't as efficient of a punter as he has been in the past for the Bucks. With the drafting of Jake Camarda, this was a sensible and not surprising salary cap saving move for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to make. What are they going to do with that extra money now? They have $12 million in cap space. Could they spend that at the tight end position? That's a strong possibility. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they go out and sign a veteran tight end. Will they go out and sign a backup edge rusher or maybe another backup defensive lineman? They have some options now. They certainly have some depth pieces that they could add from the free agency market to their active roster and want to pay attention moving forward how they spend that little bit of extra money that they are getting now that they have not just released Bradley Pinion, but they also have a couple of interesting depth or even starting roster spots that need to be addressed here in the post you know, draft free agency market with training camp looming here at the end 
of July, which is going to be pretty fun, by the way. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers did just announce a lot of their training camp dates. I will try to go to a handful of them and keep you guys updated as to what the heck is going on with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers moving forward. So stay tuned for all of that content that is going to be posted, not just here at the Bucks Nation podcast, but also on the website with articles and also all across social media as well. But folks, that's pretty much it for this podcast episode. I don't have a ton much more to talk about. As I said, in the next podcast episode, we will be diving into some of the, you know, tight end options that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could look to explore now with the absence of Rob Gronkowski. Free agent options, trust me, there's not a lot of them. Maybe even a trade or two in there as well. It's going to be really interesting to see who they look to add. I have a couple of names in mind that I think are going to heavily be considered and then a couple of out there options as well. But folks, the offseason just got even more interesting for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's just continue to strap in and, you know, continue to coast along this Buccaneers offseason with more news as it comes down the pipeline. But, folks, what do you think about the retirement of Rob Gronkowski? Let me know your thoughts and opinions in some of the comments sections and in some of the reviews that you make for this podcast. I would love to read those reviews and your thoughts and opinions. And uh, yeah, folks, let's just uh, let's just keep on going here. But uh, in the next episode, folks, again, we will be talking about free agent tight end options, as well as maybe some of the other options that the Buccaneers could add in terms of depth positions at other position groups. So stay tuned for that, folks. Thank you again so much for listening to this Talking Bucks podcast episode. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. And as always, folks, I will talk to you in the next episode of the Talking Bucks podcast. But until then, and as always, folks, goodbye for now and go Bucks.